Hey everyone, before I send you to the episode, I wanted to apologize for the audio. We had issues with one of the mics, and I didn't notice until editing, so I had to do a little extra work and pull Beth and myself through one mic. Hopefully, this is the only time this happens, but we do record a bit ahead. I am making sure anything we record going forward won't have this issue, so for now, please just bear with us through our growing pains and enjoy the show. When I uh, ordered the hit on you, I worried that I was killing the golden goose. But you see, it was just fate that you survived that. You had one last golden egg to give. Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Saga. We are currently doing our Saga of the Stone series where we watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in chronological order. My name's Chris, sometimes known as Simi online with me today. I'm Beth, and I don't have some weird online name. <laughs> and I say today, but like, as long as we're doing this, she's always going to be here. So, And no. I will still be Beth without some weird online name. That's true. I, I'm going to have to create a weird online name for her. Look forward to a weird online Twitter account that is says it's by her, but totally isn't because I'm making it up. <laughs> hey, I might become interesting then. <laughs> no, you're oh, That's a little bit scary, though. <laughs> It's also a little bit of a downer. Let's 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 talk about the trailer to Iron Man, which is what we just watched, and get your reactions to that instead. Well, I don't know what to think about that one. It's different than the others that we have watched up to now because he appears to be building a robotish thing for himself. After he builds one for the bad guys, I think. Not real sure, and I'm not real sure what to think about it, but it should be interesting. It was interesting for me rewatching because I haven't watched it in over a decade now. And I, I forgot how much they leaned on the I, I Am Iron Man, the Iron Man music. Yes. In that first one. I was like, wow, that's heavy into it. But I... I I'm not I'm not sure what to expect of this one. This one looks a little more kitschy like I was afraid some of the others were going to be. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting for me personally to see what I think and how it's really put together. And it was a lot of quick little snippets of scenes, which I think in the other two, uh, Captain America and Captain Marvel, I think they had a little more length to each scene. Like each one set a little bit of the story up for you. Whereas this was kind of like, boom, explosion, I'm cool, liquor, explosion, uh, oh, lights. Look, cool cars. <laughs> Robots. Uh, and and I, I am building this robot in a room full of cool cars. And yes, I can fly. And okay, I, so I'm not, I, I don't really have a gist of what to expect from the movie from that trailer. Mm-hmm. Except and, there's going to be explosions of this, I'm pretty sure, and flying guy yep okay well it'll be interesting to to see what you think um i think 
the story plays out much better than the trailer. Um, and maybe I'll have to relook at some of these trailers and make sure I got the best trailer. Doesn't really matter. It's entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like your reaction, though. I mean, I like you worried because then if it's even just a little better than you're expecting, you come comes out good. True. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm discovering that they at least do a, a good story so you enjoy the movie. And this is very much in the same vein-ish as Captain America where you get you start before he's a hero and you follow that journey you follow the hero's journey all the way through to the last bit so it'll be interesting to see um i'm excited so we'll get to that yeah i'm looking forward to it awesome So we just finished watching Iron Man. I am jazzed because I forgot a lot of things and saw a lot of things I'd never seen before. And Beth could, she, she was begging me to start the recording. Yeah, I don't even want to talk. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Yeah. It... But I didn't really enjoy this one. Really. <laughs> there were bits. There were bits that were good. But I, uh, mm-mm. no, this one wasn't nearly as engaging as the last two we watched. And when you get over there and start geeking out, oh, by the way, he didn't, we, there was no introduction today. Apparently, you're just supposed to know who we are now. We didn't even introduce the movie. What the heck? What are you doing? We didn't even introduce the movie. We don't even know what we're talking about. We did the trailer. We introduced the we movie and ourselves on the trailer. Did we? Yeah. That was a long time ago. I don't even remember. So to let you in on this, we we record the trailers the time before we get together, and then it gets time to simmer, and then we record our reactions to the movie. Better than the dang movie. To be fair, you weren't all that jazzed about the trailer. You thought the trailer? Yeah, no, you're right. I wasn't, but oh, I wasn't all jazzed about this either. Okay, so what is it that you didn't? like you know about what? this. I think there's not as much character I don't I don't care about people in this one. I mean hmm. the characters because you don't really let's be real, Stark's kind of an egotistical jackass. Yeah, of course. And he is the only one we really know no because you don't really the Air Force guy, I don't even know his name name. Rhodes. Rhodes, you don't really get a picture into anybody else's life until you Jebediah or whatever his name was. Obadiah. Whatever. Obadiah Jebediah, Stane. Jebediah Obadiah the dickhead. You don't like him. I didn't like him from the get-go before <laughs> I even knew he was a total sleazeball. And so and I like to be engaged by the characters and these didn't do it for me. It's interesting because I feel this is almost an exact mirror of what they did in Captain America. It is definitely a slower build than Captain Marvel, which we watched last time. Yes, Captain Marvel. That might be the issue you're, is comparing the two. They By the time they got to Captain Marvel, they kind of had done this formula a lot of times, and they got used to it, and they knew people wanted something different, So they and they were comfortable, so they explored different things. This is very much a by-the-numbers superhero origin movie. 
And I think that's what you're responding to is is not only like you're seeing the same story for the second time of the three movies we watched, but you're also like seeing that oh okay, this is that standard formula compared to the Captain Marvel. And even in Captain America, you felt a little engaged by the people surrounding him. There was his best friend, the mm-hmm. day there were there were things that pulled you into life, their life, if you will, mm-hmm. the life of the characters as opposed to you know So do you think that might actually mirror the person at the center? Because Steve Rogers was very much a person about the people around him. And then when he became Captain America, he created a team. He had his best friend. And, like, all these things kind of all built around him. That is kind of core to who he is. Whereas Stark was very much a lone gunman. Like, I'm the best and smartest and most richest person around. And I will use people as I need them, but otherwise get out of my way. And so the movie kind of reflected that. Probably. And you don't like that, though. And no, that doesn't... That doesn't engage me. Okay. And so, I mean, I by the end of the movie, I, I mean, I really didn't even hate Stark at the beginning. I just thought, what a prick, you know, because he is, and that's and what, what, how, what he's portraying. And I definitely like that he's not a good guy by the end, but he's showing progress. Like, he, he's definitely changed a bit. But, like, you know, even that point in the middle where he's like, there's nothing else. There's just the mission. There's the next thing. And I've got to do this. And it's still all about him. Even when he's doing the right thing, it's all about him. The closest he gets to doing something for someone else is at the very end when he tells her, just hit the button because he's trying to save her life. But also, it's also kind of, I got to stop Obadiah Stane. Yes. I, 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 yeah. He was. Is there another one of these? Yeah, the next one is actually Iron Man Two. I think you'll like it more because there's more with the people around him, um, and and it, we don't have to get the origin. We kind of get now the effects of him on the world. Yes, I imagine. I I, I think you will enjoy it more based on what you've been I saying. Was very. Jeez, uh, this one's slow. Yeah, that was the first thing you said. Gosh, a lot of a lot of build up here. And it was interesting because I, I like I said, I think I think this moves at the exact same pace as Captain America, but because we are so focused, laser focused on uh Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, like and because of who Tony Stark is, you don't really explore those around him. You get a really good snapshot of who Pepper Potts is from her interactions, but she's not around very often. No, and You don't really get a. You don't know much about her. No. Nothing. You, no. you learn nothing. The only person you know anything about, really, is Stark. Mm hmm. And then Jebediah. And I'm going to continue to call him that because it's amusing <laughs> for me. Yeah, they, they and you really. You only have the basics on him. You know, worked with Stark's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, been around for forever. Mm-hmm. You, you just get to learn he's a weasel. Yeah, there's there's a lot of information buried in the things that are happening all around. Like even the people that uh, 
it, it was interesting. I didn't notice it the first time I've watched this or any of the other times I've watched it because I'm watching with a more critical eye. Tony Stark was actually captured by a group called the Ten Rings. And in the comics, one of Iron Man's big villains is called the Mandarin. And the way, the reason he is a threat of anyway, he's just a normal person, but he has, he wears ten magical rings, which I thought was really cool. And then, uh, one of the earlier things, go ahead. Let's begin the geeking out, everyone. Yes. (laughs) One of the earlier things that, uh, Obadiah says is we're Ironmongers and Ironmonger is the name of that villain of Obadiah in that suit that he's the Ironmonger so it's it's interesting the way they kind of slip those things in there without really just like coming out and saying it they've they've laid the groundwork for futures without actually doing anything super special and there's things that you don't pick up unless you're real familiar with the character or the comics, or any of that backstory coming into it. Because, I mean, you didn't pick up any of that because you don't know about it. Right. And I only know about it because I've since looked up a lot about it. (laughs) Nor do I care. (laughs) Well, of course, you don't care. I know that. (laughs) This is just about entertainment for me. Mm -hmm. It it was interesting. We we both... I've never thought to look up the Apogee Awards, that award he gets at the very beginning. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, we're, we're going through this. I should probably look up what that is, because... Sure, other people have looked it up, but Beth may want to know, and I'm going to want to share it. And it turns out it's a real award that's given out to gifted artists. So it's really interesting that they'd be giving that to Tony Stark, who, I mean, he's a brilliant. He's brilliant, and but they're they're kind of saying at that point, like, his technology that he creates is a work of art in itself. And we start to see that later when yes. he starts making that suit. Like, his first one is cobble together whatever you can. But then he puts together this sleek, gorgeous suit of armor. It was uh, what they used in there that, to show him building it in the 3D models and stuff. <laughs> that was cool how he mm-hmm. could, how, how they portrayed that. That was really neat mm-hmm. to watch that, to think, does that really exist? <laughs> you know? We're, we're close to stuff like that now. They imagined that back in 2008, and now here in 2019... We are close to stuff like that because you have things like Pokemon Go, augmented reality stuff where you can actually use your camera to see what the Pokemon would look like in real life and quote unquote interact with it in real the real world. We're getting to the point where that kind of stuff isn't very far off, Wild. which is awesome. I'm super excited when I get to that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, need, I need to just record you saying that and anytime... I, I start geeking out, you can be like, here, and I'll just insert that. <laughs> I, just need, I need one of those little playback buttons, you know, with the, like, you know, five or six buttons. So I think. <laughs> yes, you need a soundboard with a sample board so you can sample be like, <laughs> geeking. <laughs> here we go again. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the guy that followed him around... Uh, He's pointing to the television, which no longer has anything but the Samsung screensaver on it. I just want everybody to be aware of this. Yeah. I am sorry. I have a very vivid imagination, so I can imagine the scenes where it happened. So I'm pointing to him on the screen, and it helps me. And since nobody else can see it, they won't know. 
But the the guy who kind of follows him around and like gets him the burger and drives with yeah. him to the airport and all that, his name is Happy Hogan. And interestingly enough, that's the director of the film. Oh, funny. Yeah. So I think I was on Iron Man 2 before I, someone told me that. And it, it, it's it's interesting because you'll see him again. And he's see like... Well, yeah, it's, it's like they're creating a continuous universe that all these people live in and thus will run into each other because they're running the same circles. It's this weird thing. Yeah. I know. You know what? It could They could call this something marvel Don't make me have to throw something at you. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a Marvel movie oh, universe. Maybe... That doesn't sound very catchy. What about cinematic? Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I'm now... Copywriting that, so anyone who sees that, that's me. I just came up with it right now. (laughs) Um, Jensen, the guy who the hell is that? That's the guy who put the the chest piece in in first. Oh, yeah, it's it's he looked like a doctor to me, some weird doctor. The I, I was I found myself really thinking about what he did because it just seems so weird to me, and thinking about the logistics of it, like I I can get. I can get the point of of it. It it's, puts the magnet right there, so that way the shrapnel doesn't descend towards your heart and then cut it up and kill you. Right. I get that. But he carved out a hole in the center of his chest. Yes. What's up with that? I mean, that, you had to put the magnet apparently close, and you don't want to make it too strong, or it could like disrupt everything in your life. So, okay. But if you've got the... <laughs> let's be real. He had yeah. a hole in his sternum. It, yeah, it's in the center of his chest, in which is sternum. which is where the heart is. Well, yes, but then Ish. you see how far in she reached to do stuff, which means she was touching his heart. It could be. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, how, is it is it like a is it like a cylinder like close at the bottom, or does it go all the way in? She was gooey when she came out. He he said that was I a plasma said, discharge. But, that's but, not. But he was he. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. That's we don't. Gross. But yeah, so like I started thinking about the logistics. Like it, it cannot, it cannot actually be open. That's a huge infection risk. I mean, let's be let's be fair. Any kind of implanted metal in your body is a huge infection risk because your body's never going to heal around it. But putting that aside for the sake of the movie, well, the logistics of having a constant hole in your chest—that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, because. Think about, uh, they implant stuff all in the pacemaker. Yeah. Implanted, you know. Um, She's gesturing to her chest, yeah, by the way. It's, it's like for right all of below, you listeners. Below the sh- sh- shoulder, above where a person would think their heart is on the About where side. a pack of cigarettes would be. And they basically make a little pocket and put, put it in there. Mm-hmm. But that is the biggest fear is infection mm-hmm. when they replace one of these. And so, it's interesting that they would, that anybody could live with an open wound, like... Yeah, that's essentially what it is. It would have to be, and people that don't heal from, they put wound backs on, Mm -hmm. which is a really disgusting thing, (laughs) but they, so, realistically... Yeah, I mean, realistically, we're, we're still... A ways away from that kind of and technology. They sure as heck weren't close to it in two thousand eight. And I and I know that because I've actually done some researching into it. I 
I don't know what they what the community calls themselves now because I feel like they used to be called like grinders or something, and now that's a, that's an app for gay men. Yeah, they, probably they, something they, different. They call themselves something else, but they were they were all about combining people with technology in a similar fashion. And but what they would do is they'd get like cyborgs. <laughs> not quite. But they would they would get things like magnets implanted in their fingers so they could oh, feel yes. feel magnetic fields and that kind of stuff. And I I was like, this is really cool. The problem is those magnets have to be perfectly sealed. Otherwise, like the your your body fluids will slowly corrode it and it'll cause major problems for you. Yes. And and like they have all that kind of stuff and and there's all sorts of plans they'd love to do, but the technology isn't there yet to put that kind of stuff in your body in a safe way. So like I see this and I'm like super cool and then my brain starts thinking about it and I I love that kind of thing. Because I, I love both sides of it. I love looking at it and being like, okay, this would not work this way, or how could it work? But I also love just the, dude, he's got, like, a generator in his chest, and he's running armor. Like, that's cool. That's cool. That's baller. That's what, I tried to say cool and baller, baller at the same time. Baller, yeah. See, I'm a hip kid. I am Baller. Not. <laughs> so not. <laughs> but um, we, we got through all that because I wanted, because Jensen... The guy who yes, did all that to him. I'm going to throw something at you. He's threatening to throw a pen at me. I am. And I'm not even going to edit this out. I'm threatening to throw a pen at her. Because, of course, I'm just reading the TV. I just explained why. Anyway, Yenzin. Maybe one day I'll talk again. Maybe. Oh, yeah. You, you haven't done any talking at all. I didn't. Well, you just spit out whatever you have to say about whoever the hell Yenzin <laughs> is. Because if you say Yenzin many more times. Yenzen, 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 Yenzen. <laughs> anyway, early on with Stark, he said he he's talking about his family, and he says, "I will see them when I leave." And like, that sounds so heartwarming, but like, you get to the part at the end when he's dead, and he's like, "This was always the plan." Well, you know what? That had figured out before he said. I mean, that happen because I'm like they're never gonna let you leave there. Yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense, especially because they've been saying like several times like he's lying, he's lying, and like he's just trying to save Stark. Yeah, and and then he you think you think he's sacrificing himself in some noble gesture, and he is, but he's he always what he wants out. He of it always also. knew he was going to do that. Yes, which and and he spent all that time letting Stark believe. Like, yeah, we're going to get out of here together. They had that whole plan. Follow behind me. Oh, it's 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 kind of heartbreaking. Yenzen is like, you get a lot about Yenzen, even though he's not on screen very long. And no. he's only early on in your least favorite part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, the first time Stark's wearing a tank top over his little chest piece. The first time. And I don't know why I started looking for it, but I saw that it was cut out. I'm like, that's just weird. Why would you cut your shirt out to hold that? Especially because every other time the shirt just is over it. Right. Just that one time. And I was like, okay, well, I wonder if it's like just perfectly made for that. No, it's got ragged edges around the, the chest piece and everything. I'm like, okay. So they lit, they did just outline where it goes and cut it out and put it on, which 
bravo for putting that kind of detail into it. Not that you care. But I think it was cool. I think it's cool cool. that they, they took the time to do that. My biggest problem with Iron Man in this movie is like, he takes huge hits in both suits. Like, huge! Like, you wouldn't walk away from those kind of hits. And they don't seem to phase him at all. And I don't think the armor can account for that. Apparently it does. The the first one, I kind of, I can almost give the first set of armor a pass. Because he jumps up. I mean, I didn't realize how high he got until this rewatch. But he gets real high. But when he lands, it starts kind of exploding around him almost. And so I think maybe he planned that. Because he planned every other bit of the escape. Maybe he planned for it to kind of break his fall. But, like, when he hits the ground in the, I think he calls it the Mark II, the, the red and gold one, like, how how is he mitigating any of that damage from being smashed into a building or a bus or all that kind of stuff? Hit by bullets. <laughs> See, when I say stuff like that, you're like, nerd! I want it to make sense. But when I ask those kind of questions, you're like, he's Iron Man. It's a superhero movie. Oh. It's not going to make sense. <laughs> See, but it, it, it will. It can. Not everything has to make sense, but these are the questions I think we should ask. Who are you going to ask? I'm asking you. Well, I'm telling you it's because it's Iron Man. And that's a dumb question. And I don't care if your teachers told you there are no dumb questions. They were wrong. It's not a dumb question because it allows you to creatively think of what it could be. Like, as we're sitting here talking about it, I think, it's well, maybe... Me- it's a metal alloy you don't know anything about. No, it's a, it's gold-titanium alloy. Whatever. And I'm sure I could look it up, and I'm pretty it's sure... Gold-titanium or metals. You said it's a metal alloy that, that we know nothing about. You don't know anything It's not about like it. vibranium. You don't know anything about that either. Well, no, because that's made up. But golden titanium, I could look up, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't have properties of fall from a 500 feet in the air and you're okay. You mix it, you Maybe it does. I don't know. See, what I started thinking as we were talking, okay, as I was talking, you were like, it's a superhero movie. <laughs> what I started thinking is maybe he has some sort of, like, inflatable system inside that... Cushioning. Yeah, so, it, like, it's... it's like it airbags. Senses, it, Many airbags all yeah. throughout the whole thing that... Only it kind of it would inflate and then deflate when it when it stops so he can keep moving. Yes, it would have to. It would have to. Um, I mean, they did little cool things like he he starts trying to get out of his suit. Um, he pulls the one glove off and then he, on reflex, that's his dominant hand. He pulls the hand up, no glove, can't use it. Cool thing, little consistency things. Another thing that that I wonder about the first time he puts the Mark II armor on, he has his chest piece. And then the chest piece of the armor comes on, and it also has an arc reactor in it. It has its own glowing piece. But then we get to the last battle. He's got the old chest piece in, but his armor doesn't seem to have its own power source anymore, which I found weird. I don't know. I, I didn't catch that, that there, were, there was one in the armor. Well, because I, I started thinking about that. I'm like, why... Why would he be trusting his the thing that's keeping him alive to also power the armor? Because I know he well, runs. He built it. 
but he but he runs his power down regularly. I'm thinking also ahead. He runs his power down. He uses lots of high power things all the time. And if he, that just goes out, he's gone. If that's the only thing powering him. But so so I'm watching the first time it puts on, and I saw glow, and then the chess piece came over. It had its own glow because I saw it from the angle. Mm-hmm. You could see both glows, and then it sits on. And so it's just it's weird to me because it looks like the armor has its own power source. And you eventually see later armors that have their own power source that don't need him. So it's just one of those things that I, I wonder about. Maybe they didn't mean for it to be that way. It is an inconsistency. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person to point this out or see it or wonder about it. I'm sh- there may even be whole threads out there that have oh, discussed all this already. Yeah, and this movie's been out for a bit. But it's just one of those things that I enjoy talking about. And I've got my friend here that I'm doing this awesome thing with. And I want to share my joy. Sharing future joy. Sharing my joy. It was, uh, I was so gratifying when you, when you finally noted or uh, recognize the shield group. The shield guy? Yeah. I was like, because yeah, I've been pointing to him for like oh, yeah, most of the movie. Stop pointing at the damn TV. <laughs> Watching a movie. A boring <laughs> one, but a movie nonetheless. <laughs> I was. Oh. Uh oh. That. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, like any, like something. Anytime someone from we've seen before would come up, I would gesture. Apparently, I shouldn't do that. I just get excited. And I knew he was pointing at somebody, but I was always focusing on somebody else, trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> and pointing. At, okay. Yes, it's the young kid with the shield group. I got it. When when she finally when Gwyneth Paltrow uh, Pepper Potts is is coming out of the bu- the other building with him for their meeting, I noticed off to the side the shield logo. You could see half of it. I was like, oh cool! I'd never noticed that before. Funny, I did not notice that. I was I was uh, intent watching her. Come on, come with me. We'll do it right now. Let's go. <laughs> and that I think that's all the stuff that I noticed and remember. Anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. Well, I want to try something. I know a lot of other movie reviews do this. So let's throw it in this one, and I'm going to try and come up with a different spin on it later. I don't know what we're spinning, so good luck, everyone. I I want you to give me your favorite thing from this movie. My favorite thing from this movie? And you can't say when it ended. Oh, no, my favorite thing. There were two really good lines, and I probably can't remember either one of them right now. Probably this looks important. Yes, this looks important was amazing. Ripping something out of the neck of that suit, if you will. And then there was one before. Oh, what? this isn't the weirdest or worst thing you've caught oh, me yeah. doing or whatever he said when she walked in and he was messing around with the suit. Yeah, he's, he's a very quippy guy. And so look forward to more of that. I like those little one-liners. They, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, you're not quite expecting that pithy <laughs> comeback. And it's it's cute. And what was your least favorite thing about the movie? Start to finish. The slow beginning. That kind of slow that introduction slow, to everything. Oh, yes. And, you know, really... That's probably not even it. It's that I didn't care about the characters. That is my least favorite thing about the movie, is that I 
didn't, I didn't care. They did not suck me into this one life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even cared about Captain America and I know it was slower too at the beginning and, you know, but Mm -hmm. I was engaged into that one. And then you can't not be engaged in Captain Marvel. I don't, I don't think, I mean, it really, (laughs) it really sucks you in, but this one was Mm -hmm. much slower, much less, character driven i guess yeah or, or story character story driven i'm not sure how to it didn't create that. an ensemble like the other movies well, have that we've watched so you know stark was not the most likable character in the world mm-hmm. and so ugh. i i think i think it's a victim of being because this was the first mcu movie they put out i think it's a victim of being the first of being 11 years old now, and of them trying to establish things. Because this formula, I think, I think I said it during Captain America, like, this formula you're going to see repeated again and again and again for this first phase. Like, we're going to watch Iron Man 2, which will be slightly different, similar but slightly different. Hulk is going to be weird because it, it's not, it's MCU, but it's it doesn't fit. And then you've got Thor, which is literally the same beginning, middle, and end structure. So they all kind of follow the same pattern as Marvel was trying to figure out how to do these things. And this is very much like every other comic book movie before in that it really focused in on your first person. And I think... I I watched a video... I just figured it out. Go ahead. It doesn't evoke enough emotion. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't love him and I don't hate him. Okay. I got, it's just kind of like, eh. They give you enough to be like, I don't like this guy and enough to be like, oh, I don't hate this guy. So you come out feeling meh. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because in Captain Marvel, you're, well, Captain Marvel, you really want to know what's going on and and they change things up enough and you're Mm -hmm. really engaged in her trying to figure out who the hell she is and the other people around and there's a lot going on. They have emotions. Right. So there's a lot. But even in Captain America, you like that kid. Yep. When he, he was, was just a good guy. Into the military and they weren't going to take him because he was too puny. And and you liked him. Mm-hmm. As as much as much as this isn't your favorite it really does set the stage for what's to come. And his attitude will evolve with the character, but he's still going to be that person. But as he's around other people and interacting with the world differently, I think it's going to play better. And as things happen to him and he changes, like I think you're going to start to like or hate him. Right. I'm not feeling like, oh, I'm not watching the next one or right. anything. It was just kind of like, after the the first two of these that we have watched, this mm-hmm. one was a letdown for me. Right. I can see that. And I think you warned me last week that it might be these next and uh, this one and Hulk. And Hulk will probably be ones that you won't be as thrilled with. Although, maybe you might actually like Hulk more than this one. Now that, I mean... Getting some of your feedback, just because I feel like it develops its three main, four main people, 
pretty well. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for action. You're looking for character development. And I feel like you're going to get that with the Hulk. The style may throw you a little bit. But yeah. I, I think you'll like it based on I'm, what you're you saying know. so far. It'll Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The more you review these things with me, the more I kind of understand what you're what you're looking for in a movie and what clicks with you and what doesn't. The more he wonders why we're even friends. No, actually, the, the more excited I get because I know the movies only keep getting better. And it gets me even more excited for like the future future because I can pick better series for us to review even after this. I mean, this will take us a year to get through, but... I get a year of geeking, everyone! I mean, you're gonna... We're gonna, I'm gonna uh, geek out no matter anyway. what we do. <laughs> I, yeah, all anti-geek, okay? I, <laughs> I mean, try to, I try to balance the geeking for you. <laughs> I'm running on four hours of sleep today, so I'm a little less. And this movie was just kind of, I, I don't recommend it really. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just don't care. And that's, that's my problem is I just don't care. Okay. That's the big, because I really, I want to love it or hate it. Mm. Or, or, and the characters too, you know? It's yeah. like, I, I want it to evoke some sort of emotion. And this one just like, oh, all right. Oh, well, well, that's kind of cool. And, yeah. Oh, oh, that wasn't funny. Yeah. And, you know, they, but that's. They, they gave the, the cool things that you, that you expected. And they, they portrayed Tony Stark as who he is. And they did those two things really well, but those don't make a good story. A good story makes a good story, and the characters then kind of color that story. And so we got one aspect of that without the support behind it. Yes, I can agree with that. Whatever geeky thing he just said, I agree. <laughs> awesome. Well, as always, it's been fun. We're going to... It's been real. It's... <laughs> yes, it's been real, and it's been fun. It has been fun. It's funner when I like the movie more, though. It it is, but I I I think you have you bring a good perspective, especially because like I know one of my little now brothers. Going to analyze my analyzation. No, I was just going to say one of, one of my little brothers like will. I don't know how recently he's watched this, but I think at one point he said Iron Man is ranked really high up on his list of the MCU MCU movies. So it's nice to have a different perspective. What? You look rather dumb. Just just check it. No, he just has a different perspective. And it depends on how you rank it. Like if you rank it as just a movie, then by itself, yeah, it probably doesn't stand very well. Just like the Avengers movies are generally not they they stand on their own, but they also sort of need the backstory that the other movies provide beforehand because they build to it. But they also are self-contained enough. You won't get full enjoyment unless you have everything else. So if you try and watch the Avengers movies out of context, like, you're gonna miss stuff. You're gonna be like, I don't get that. I don't understand why that's important. And things that they don't have to spend a lot of time on in an Avengers movie, they spend more time on in these individual movies. They spend a little too much time in this one. <laughs> well, Iron Man 2 is next, but for now, we are done. So, I'm Beth. And I am Iron Man. Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. 
episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there.